0: You're listening to an event from the U.S. Institute of Peace, part of the USIP Podcast Network. For more information about our work around the world, visit usip.org and check us out on social media. Good afternoon and welcome. My name is Lise Grande and I am the head of the United States Institute of Peace, which was established by the U.S. Congress in 1984 as a national, public, nonpartisan institution dedicated to helping prevent, mitigate, and resolve violent conflict abroad. We are honored at USIP to extend a very warm welcome to His Excellency, the Deputy Prime Minister and Foreign Minister of Iraq, Dr. furad Hussein. We also wish to express our gratitude to His Excellency, the Chargé d'affaires, Dr. Sawan Sinjuri, and the team at the Embassy of Iraq in Washington for their partnership in support of today's discussion. This year marks 20 years since Iraq embarked on a process of transition toward democracy, a time that has had high moments and many challenges. In October of last year, Iraq ushered in a new government under His Excellency, Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al sudani that has an opportunity to set a path for continuing positive change. Your Excellency, we look forward this afternoon to your thoughts and to your guidance on the priorities of Iraq's new government, including your commitment to strengthening governance, developing the economy, combating climate change, and countering the threat of possible ISIL resurgence. USIP is very proud to have been working on the ground in Iraq in close collaboration with the government and civil society these past 20 years. And Excellency, if you allow, we hope to stay for another 20. It is now my distinct privilege to introduce His Excellency Deputy Prime Minister and Foreign Minister Hussein. Prior to his current appointment, His Excellency served with distinction as the Minister of Finance from 2018 to 2020. His Excellency is a distinguished Iraqi leader, having held executive positions in both the Iraqi federal and Kurdistan regional governments. He has served as the Chief of Staff of the Kurdistan Regional Presidency and as a member of the Cabinet in the Kurdistan Regional Government. His Excellency was an alternate member of the Iraqi Government Council in 2004, and a very distinguished official in the Ministry of Education. Excellency, it's a pleasure to host you again at the United States Institute of Peace, and with your permission, may we invite you to the floor.
1: So, good, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you very much for having me here, and. For having so many friends, I see. Really, I am delighted to see so many friends uh, in this meeting, in this gathering. It is a while ago, and uh, I'm happy to be here to discuss some issues with you. And thank you for your organizations being in Iraq and being active in Iraq. And uh, we will continue our cooperation. We will continue our cooperation because what you are doing is great. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here uh, each time to talk about and to discuss matters related to uh, the ties, the relationships between Washington and Baghdad. Of course, if we are going back to the diplomatic ties, it goes back to history between Baghdad and and Washington. But uh, my generation and many others who are sitting here, we started before 2003. We were part of the opposition fighting the dictatorship, and we were searching, going around the world, telling our stories. Some people, they were listening to us. Others, they were ignoring. Sometimes we were demanding, and, of course, most of the time they were rejecting our demands. We were knocking all the doors. I remember I came here in 1992 to Washington, D.C. I knocked the doors in the State Department. It was good somebody received us, and they listened to us. We were talking about the genocide in, in Iraq, what happened in Iraq. Violation of human rights. We were talking about the suffering of Iraqi people then. But there were few listening to us. After the invasion in in Kuwait, many countries, many politicians, many governments, many leaders, many intellectuals, media, they were ready to to listen. Perhaps the Kuwaitis, they were managing their cases better than, than the Iraqis who were in opposition. How about that give give us the chances to talk about the suffering of Iraqi people. Iraq was also under embargo. Iraqi people, they were suffering. And I am talking about this because some people now, when they see problems in the Iraqi society, issues related to economy, issues related to politics, they are comparing it with the past. But those who have seen the past and they were part of the past, they know this comparison is wrong. We were not free then. We couldn't think, even thinking was not allowed. And thank God we became free because the dictatorship has been removed with your support, with the support of the American people and many other nations. And we were dreaming to build a democratic society a free society, and we were, of course, expecting that many other nations will help us. Take it easy. (laughs) Mr. Ambassador, you are welcome. Uh, The process of democracy started in 2003, but To be frank with you, there were many mistakes. So it is not about the change, the question is not about changing the regime. The question is, was, when we are thinking about 20 years ago, because we are approaching the date of the change of the regime, and it was 20 years ago. The question was not about changing the regime. In the beginning. And then after 2003, it was about actually the mistakes that we did, the mistakes that the Americans did, the political leadership in Iraq did. We made many mistakes. But also, changing the regime affected the whole area, the whole Middle East area. So there were Resistance against this process, this change, the resistance and rejecting the process of change. There was also the area, the, the the whole region. They were against this change. So they started to intervene in Iraqi internal affairs, and of course the. American army was not there in the beginning, as the armies of other countries under the umbrella of a resolution from Security Council. So that created also a problem, legal problem, for Iraqi people but also for for the American. When the American at the end called themselves or Security Council called the American as an occupation forces then then it was difficult it became a problem it started as a solution but it became a problem a problem for the Iraqis but also a problem for the American occupation force or forces is difficult to be to accept it is difficult to recognize it and from then problems started, but also the terrorists, they were very active against this process, process of having a new system, democratic system, freedom in Iraq. Al-Qaeda started and later on other terrorist groups, and then it became ISIS. So after the change, Iraq was once again as before, engage in fight. Before, there, was in, there were in various stages internal fights and external wars. And now, once again, Iraqi government, Iraqi people, they were first facing a new challenge, and that was the fight against Al-Qaeda, and later on against. ISIS. Being in fighting, in, in, in the fight against various groups and having wars with various countries, it destroyed the infrastructure. The economic infrastructure in Iraq has been totally destroyed. Imagine for 50 years a society being in, in war, What does it mean? Even the values which existed in the society, religious value, political value, tribal values, uh, has been damaged. As well as economic infrastructure has been damaged. Schools, education has been destroyed. I remember when I was supervising Ministry of Education in 2003, 2004, I was going around the country. But in Baghdad, and then in Baghdad, if you talk about Baghdad, you have got Karh and Rasafah. Karh was more, at that time, more developed than Rasafa. I was going to the schools. The building has been destroyed. The education was not there. So that was Baghdad. What about small? towns, villages, so education has been de- destroyed, healthcare has been destroyed, economy has been destroyed, social life, in fact, has been destroyed. And then, after 2003, a new government, but the new government was facing, uh, as I said, this, the fight against Al-Qaeda first and then ISIS. In 2014, it was possible for ISIS to control one-third of the country. They reached, in fact, south of Baghdad. And they were threatening the airport. And they reached Mahmur in Erbil, so two capitals, the capital of the country and capital of the region was under threat of ISIS. And we were there. So many nations came to help us. And the United States, once again, was there. Together, we were fighting. With many other countries around the world, but also some neighboring countries, we were able to defeat the so-called Islamic State of ISIS. And then after 2017, for the first time, Iraq was, let's say the security in Iraq was, was there and peaceful. We could enjoy peace in Iraq. This is 2017. But financially, uh, there were many damages because wars and fighting as it affected the infrastructure, it, fa- it affected also the financial system. The Iraqi economy and Iraqi income is depending heavily on one sector, and that's the oil sector. In fact, 88 to 90 percent of the income is coming from oil. So when the price of oil is going high, then financially you are in a good shape when it goes down then you have got a lot of problem that happens during the fight against ISIS and that happened also in 2020 when we were suffering all from COVID-19 and as a result of the COVID but also as a result of quarrel between OPEC and members of OPEC Plus, the price of oil went down to $20. This is the beginning of 2020. So once again, once again, we started suffering because of this, the, the low oil process. Now we have got a new government. I, was, I wanted to mention this history short. Because many of us, uh, they are dealing only with today. The problem has not to do only with today. The problem has got roots. Roots in the political system, roots in the economy, roots in the social system in Iraq, roots because of the wars, different kinds of wars. However, now the situation is completely different. First. Security-wise, it's going well. The terrorists, they are not any anymore that threat to Iraqi society, neither to Iraqi political system. They are there, here and there. Sometimes they are attacking an area, sometimes they are killing uh, some officers, but they are not a threat to the society as such. Still, we must be careful about that. We must be aware because it is not only about the fighters. It is about the ideology. This ideology produces fighters. So how to defeat the ideology, that's a different question. To defeat a soldier, to defeat a terrorist, is easier than to defeat the ideology. But we need to work hard. We need an intelli- intellectual attack to defeat this ideology, which is dangerous for the humanity, but it's also dangerous for the political system. So security-wise, is going well. For a while in Baghdad, there were 20 attacks in one day. But now it's different. Allow me to say something about the democratic process. We Iraqis, those who studied the history and followed the political changes in Iraq, we see that almost until 2003, all Iraqi leaders has been killed, all of them, has been killed. Well, the pope visited. Uh, Baghdad and Iraq the president of Iraq then invited his holiness and with former prime ministers I was looking just uh, there there were six prime ministers former prime ministers sitting there and I felt happy because this is the first time I see that the leaders of Iraq, they, are, they were leaders, they were prime ministers, and they are still in life. <laughs> and they are there. This is changing the culture, changing the political culture. I felt more free. I thought, we must be satisfied with what happened. The old generation who fought against dictatorship, They feel different, I may say, than the new generation. I expect the new generation, of course. They are comparing their situation not with the past. They are comparing the situation and they can, they have access to social media with young people in Sweden, with young people in the United States in France, in Germany. So the comparison is different for them. Well, we all generation, we compare the situation with the past. And we are happy with this freedom. However, do we have problems, political problems? The answer is yes. Do we have shortages? The answer is yes. Is our democracy good? The answer is that we have good sides of our political system, but also many bad sides. Is there corruption? The answer is yes. All these problems and others, we have it. But at the same time, we have got a plan. We are discussing this. This government has been formed after one-and-a-half year or one year, actually. Right, Kagbilal? After one year of having caretake government, and I was part of caretake government, the other government, uh, uh, Mr. Adel Abdul Mahdi's government, so I was in all these cabinets. I can compare it, compare this government with the others. In the first place, this government was born after lengthy discussions among the political parties and political leaders. Almost all Shia political parties except Sadris, are included in this government. Almost all Sunni political parties, except some small organizations, they are Uh, included in this government. The main two uh, Kurdish political parties, Kurdistan Democratic Party and Patriotic Union of Kurdistan are included in this government. So it is a government of coalition, coalition of all these political parties, and from various components. So you have got the Shia, the Sunni, and the Kurds, and the Christian, by the way. But this government is also depending on a clear program which has been written by all these political parties. We were negotiating for months to reach an agreement, to form. And when we reached this agreement and the government, government has been formed, the government translated the political agreement into political or government program. So there is a program. And there is timetable, for, and there are priorities in the program. And at the same time, by the, there is follow-up by the political leaders. Once in a week or once in two weeks, we have meetings discussing the general lines of the work of the government and the prime minister and the speaker of the parliament is part of that meeting so we have got the mechanism or the tools to help the government in this case to help the prime minister and this government has got as a result of this coalition support of about 280 members of the parliament so we have got 300 but 280 members of the parliament are members of those political parties, and they are in the government, so that means the government has got uh, uh, powerful support in, in the parliament. We are here to talk about these subjects, but also to strengthen our relationship with the United States. Perhaps there are some voices, and this is democracy, as you have got some voices in the Congress, against the United States, yes. Uh, but in general, this is the strategy of this government to strengthen the relationship with other countries, including the United States, and to have a balanced uh, ties with. The neighboring countries and try to express the foreign policy and try to formulate the foreign policy on the basis of Iraqi interest, which has to do with the security, economy, politics, and strategic relationship. We had good meetings here. And we are going to have more meetings. Uh, The main topics this time was about economy, financial system, about energy. And when we are talking about energy, we are talking about oil, gas, electricity. Uh, As well as politics in the region. Uh, our delegation is very much satisfied with the talks that we had and we feel that and we feel it we see it we hear it there is a lot of support for Iraq and a lot of support for the Iraqi government and for the process of democracy in Iraq I am glad to be here and to discuss these topics and these subjects with you all. And once again, really, I am happy to see so many friends in this place. And Thank you very much for inviting me
2: and being here. Well, uh, thank you, Your Excellency. This was uh, great. Um, uh, Well, good afternoon uh, to you, those who are here, and good evening to those who are joining us from Iraq and uh, overseas. Oh, from Iraq? Yeah, yeah. this is live streamed, so we have uh, an audience watching. Um, Well, uh, thank you, it's an honor uh, to be here on the stage with His Excellency uh, Deputy Prime Minister and Foreign Minister Fouad Hussain. My name is Sarang Hamasaid, I'm Director of Middle East Programs here at USIP. Uh, We have uh, really uh, 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 the pleasure of hosting uh, the uh, Dr. Hossein back here at USIP, and it's an honor. Uh, you've covered a wide range of grounds, and I'm really glad that you situated us not only in a 20 years of change, but also 30 years of change. And in that context, I think it is important uh, for, the, for the sake of the conversation and the time that we have remaining in the next half hour or so, I hope uh, that we can cover as much ground as possible. There are a number of important topics that we'd like to discuss, and there's the priority of the government, there's the purpose of the visit and what this, uh, the outcome of this visit, uh, but also over the longer term, where Iraq has gone, uh, has, has progressed and where it can go in the, in the future. Uh, I have a few questions that I'll start with, but for yes. our audience and for those who are watching online, uh, please uh, feel free to uh, join us through asking questions. Uh, there, uh, you should have, uh, those in the room have received question cards and we, the, my colleagues will be collecting them and relaying them to me. For those who are watching us and joining us online, uh, you can put questions in the question uh, box under the live stream on the USIP webpage. Uh, for those who are watching us live on Facebook, uh, you can p- uh, post your comments and questions there. And those who are watching us and joining us via Twitter, uh, you can use the hashtag Iraq uh, USIP and we'll uh, get to your questions um, hopefully so um, your excellency uh, uh, i've been uh, looking at some of your recent um, uh, interviews and I, th- I like how you put uh, uh, your remarks uh, in, in the various engagements about wh- how iraq is now and this government is conducting its business and pursuing its priorities in a time of important changes inside iraq important changes in the region, and important changes in the global stage. And I hope that we can cover uh, some uh, 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 angles there, and you've already given us uh, quite a good baseline to build uh, build upon. So if we actually focus on the purpose of the current visit, uh, it is a uh, refreshing. that probably for the first time. N- nobody's chasing you and saying, are troops staying or not staying? The focus is other, on other areas of cooperation between the United States and, um, uh, and Iraq. And as you were coming, the Iraqi people were nervous and looking forward to the results of your uh, visit in terms of what will that do to the, uh, what was a situation of rapidly and volatilely changing uh, value of the Iraqi dinar. I promise you I'll not take you through the mechanics of that promise but uh, as you are wrapping up uh, some of your meetings this week, um, can you share us a little bit more specifics in terms of what the visit has achieved in this collaboration? You already mentioned uh, this has been positive and the delegation is satisfied. Can you share more with us in terms of the specifics of the outcomes of those meetings?
1: Once again, thank you very much for having me here and for uh, your uh, question. Uh, You see, we are still uh, planning to have more meetings here, so we are not yet finished. But talking about the meetings that we had, I must say, uh, we felt, I'm talking about our delegation, uh, that uh, there is a big understanding and support to what we have done. In Iraq, and what this government has done, and as the uh, question relates to monetary policy, uh, the implementation of the regulations of the central bank has been in contact and cooperation with the treasury and with federal bank. In fact, what uh, happened a few weeks ago had to do with the system which has been implemented by central bank. It has been implemented uh, on the basis of an agreement with with the Treasury and protecting uh, the process of dealing with the dollars and hierarchy, currency, dinar. And at the end, I think it is in the benefit of the Iraqi financial system and Iraqi economy. And we have seen it after a while, a short, we had for a period of perhaps two weeks or 10 days, kind of uh, currency crisis, but uh, now it's finished uh i think this support and understanding from american government side politically but also understanding the 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 measures that has been taken by iraqi government and supporting that affected the currency market inside iraq so uh, i think uh uh We are now in different stage than two weeks ago, and uh, we passed that stage. That doesn't mean uh, we don't have some problems, which has to do with uh, the area itself. I mean, when I'm talking about the area, I mean, countries surrounding us, it is obvious that. Because of the war and because of the high price of oil, and because of the inflations, uh, many societies, especially societies uh, surrounding us, surrounding Iraq, are suffering. So when you have a market, and when dollar has been used in the market, of course, uh, there will be. Uh, some, uh, Some people, they are trying to get dollars from Iraqi market. But at the same time, we must be clear. Iraqi country, as I said, Iraqi economy is depending heavily on oil. So that means we are importing almost everything else. Iraqi society is consuming is a consuming society. because We are consuming every every kind of products that we 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 buy from other countries, and we don't produce. That means agricultural products, industry products, medicine, almost everything. We are buying it, and when we are talking about buying all these products and p- importing all these products, so then we need dollar. So we use dollar in. Uh, in our trade, we use dollar. So we need dollar. So some people, they are thinking the dollars, which is coming from here to, to Iraqi market, is disappearing. Of course, it's disappearing because we are buying. We have trade relationship with China. We have trade relation with Turkey. We have trade relationship with Iran. We have trade relationship with Europe. We have trade relationship with the United States, with many other countries. Of course, with all these countries, when we buy, we pay, and we pay in dollars. So dollars has been used for, for Iraqi economy in principle. Not, not dollar has been, uh, let's say, smuggled in our other countries. Because really, this is painful for Iraqi people and Iraqi government to talk only about smuggling dollars. There are, of course, some people that are smuggling dollars as they are smuggling all many other products. At the end, dollar is a product when it comes to the market. So some people, they are buying it. Some people, they are selling it. But dollar, in principle, in Iraq has been used for trade with other countries because we are buying almost everything except oil
2: from other countries. Well, so then uh, can we now say, hopefully, that the... The meetings of the delegation, the satisfaction of the delegation, the support that you are seeing from the United States and different agencies that you've met, and the explanation that uh, also Prime Minister Sudani in his uh, uh, 100-day press conference laid out that the government is working on taking steps would lay to rest all the conspiracy theories that the United States is trying to undermine the Sudani government. That is not what you're feeling, that's not what you're finding.
1: That was a problem. Some political parties or some people they were talking about a complot against uh, uh Mohammed Shia Sudanese government. But when you discuss these matters in a rational way and when you understand and when you collect all the informations, then at the end you know that it is not about being against, it is about having or, uh, or organizing the relationship in fact. And I might say this visit uh, is different than others because we are talking about economic ties in various fields. And this is the healthiest relationship between two countries when you are talking about helping each other, understanding each other, supporting each other, and not talking about fights, uh, military uh, support, but we are talking about supporting the Iraqi economy. So this is a very healthy relationship with the United States.
2: That's great to hear. Uh, So if we, uh, in the context that you laid out, obviously the United States has been continuously involved uh, and engaged in Iraq for the past 20 years. Uh, The fact that you're here and you had these senior level meetings with Secretary Blinken and with others shows that there are strong areas of common interest. Uh, can you share with us a little bit more about what, what are the, some of the specifics of their areas of common interest and collaboration between the United States and Iraq? We see we have common interests. The climate change is
1: affecting here, affecting Iraq, affecting the region. And uh, so we can work together and helping each other. Terrorism in general, uh, we can work together and helping each other. But investing in the Iraqi gas and I may say almost everybody knows that Iraq is an oil country but Iraq can be a gas country so investing in Iraqi gas and producing Iraqi gas is not only in the benefit of the Iraqis and Iraqi economy, it can be in the benefit of the of many other countries, including Western countries. So Iraq has got huge reserve of oil, but also gas. Uh, Having strong economy in Iraq, it will be in the benefit of many countries surrounding Iraq, but also in the benefit of many Western countries. And American companies, they can play a role and they can invest in Iraqi economy. That will be in the mutual interest of both sides. So there are many areas which can be uh, in the interest of uh, both sides.
2: Great, so if I may um, transition back to uh, domestic Iraq within Iraq. uh, Government formed after a difficult year of uh, an attempt at forming the government. Uh, it's been 100 years or a little bit more. There has been some areas of progress. Uh, obviously, you, as you mentioned, the, 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 the parties forming the coalition uh, that is supporting this government agreed on a government program that has uh, key priorities, passing the budget, the national gas and oil law and other priorities, but also there is a, a pressure. Uh, you have a key actor like uh, Sayyid muqtada who is outside the political process. You have uh, Iraqi population rising by a million every year or thereabout. So the economic pressure is rising. The patience of the people have been uh, 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 really running out. But I know your government is hard at work uh, in multi-direction to, um, uh, to, to address Iraq's challenges. Among those priorities in the government program, which take... The top priority, and, and what can you give us a sense of timeline in terms of those priorities? What are you tackling first? You see, the first
1: priority is uh, being able as a government to provide more service to our people. There is a lack of service uh, in some areas, and in some fields. So providing services is one of the priority. And the government is paying a lot of attention to, to invest more in electricity and to find sources so that we can be more independent in this field. And to be independent in this field, that means we need more gas. And to have gas, we can invest in our gas fields. So one of the reason why we are paying a lot of attention to invest in gas and to produce gas is to be independent in, in this field, which uh, I mentioned, electricity. But to be independent also, it means to provide more service to. Iraqi cities and Iraqi people. So this is one of the priority. Having good network for electricity is very important for Iraqi society. I know we are facing various problems and I know we cannot solve this problem in, in a very short time. We need time, and perhaps in summer we are going to face some difficulties. These are facts. Uh, But uh, at the end, there is a plan there. Producing gas, it takes perhaps two years to three years. So you are talking about timetable. But we must start, and we are going to start. The other priorities has to do with rebuilding our economy in a different way. As I mentioned, our economy is heavily depending on oil and oil income. So without diversifying the sources of our income, we will stay prisoners of oil price. And that's very dangerous. So to diversify our economy, that means we are going to pay more attention to other sectors. Traditional sectors such as agriculture and tourism, these are two pillars which we can depend on and build our economy. Uh, But there are many other sectors. Uh, Digital economy, is important for Iraq, important for the economy, but it is also important for fighting corruption. Corruption is one of the priority of this government, fighting corruption. We are suffering from corruption as we suffered from ISIS. It is very strange to, cor- to compare corruption with ISIS, but uh, believe me, it is a fight. And a very tough fight. Fighting corrupt people is not so easy. Sometimes it's more difficult than fighting ISIS. However, this government is determined to fight corrupt people and to fight corruption. But to fight corruption, we need also to change the whole system from cash economy to a different economy. To a digital economy. That will help. Because part of the corruption has to do with the fact that the economy until now, uh, perhaps 70% is, is cash economy. Fighting corruption, we need to reform the bank system, the whole bank system in Europe. As you know, the bank system didn't exist, private sector, before 2003. Everything was in the hand of the central government. And the public sector, Uh, was running the whole economy. In fact, until now, public sector, because we are depending heavily on uh, oil, so it is the public sector is running the economy. So the other priority has to do with establishing, because it is new in Iraq, private sector an alternative economy. So these are all priorities of this government and the coming government because I am realistic. I have been, as I said, in various cabinets. I know that some of these plans, they were there in the past, but some of them, it needs time uh, to be implemented. So there are many priorities for this government in the economic field, providing services, healthcare, education electricity
2: all these are on the agenda well great so the stabilizing the currency and addressing the currency exchange is a key pillar of that Uh, the next opportunity passing a budget is an, an important opportunity to help Budget. we
1: are already we are discussing the draft of the budget law we hope that we will reach an agreement among ourselves in the first place. I mean, the political actors, uh, and then we will send the budget to the parliament
2: within a short time. Yeah. So th- definitely an important opportunity to start the changing the structure of the economy, as you mentioned. And you already answered my other question, which was in most of my meetings in Iraq, uh, uh, the people say, Corruption is more dangerous than ISIS and you've already uh, addressed that question and confirmed the same uh, the same view But if we project forward uh, Definitely the government is trying hard. It has a strong coalition behind it. It has the opportunity to do real uh, real change but also as the government formed there was all talk about this government how long this government will be in place Is it one year? Is it will be the early elections? There is now talk about provincial elections. There is uh, uh, the the elections in the Kurdistan region. So looking ahead, what elections do you anticipate will happen this year?
1: Um, We discussed already in this
2: framework of
1: political leaders, the um, draft of the law, election law. Uh, The law which uh, we finished the discussion and is going within a short time to the parliament is combination of uh, local election and national election. But that doesn't mean the national election will happen this year. I guess that the local election, anyhow, that's uh, according to our plan, we want to have local election this year at the end of the year. Uh, it depends on many other issues, practical issue. But uh, the law is already uh, discussed, and it goes these days to the parliament.
2: As for election, so provincial elections, Kurdistan Region elections are the two ones to be on the lookout. Kurdistan
1: Region election, the uh, the government there has. Uh, uh, took the decision to have the election, but there are some differences among the political parties and we hope that they will reach uh, an agreement of having election in Kurdistan because it's important
2: to have that election. Right. So speaking of the Kurdistan region, one of the questions from the, the audience uh, is, As while the Sudani government has good relations with the KRG, uh, the federal Supreme Court um, continues to undermine Erbil-Baghdad relations. What can Prime Minister Soudani and his cabinet do to maintain the spirit of cooperation which the U.S. government has called for?
1: I'm not talking about the decision of the federal court, but I'm talking about uh, the good relationship between Baghdad and Erbil. We have got some issues uh, and I'm sure we are going to solve it. As for the budget law, uh, there were good uh, talks, negotiations uh, between both teams from both sides. And the paragraphs which has to do with KRG um, has been agreed upon. And we are going to start discussions about oil oil and gas law. Um, Both teams, they will meet within uh, two weeks, I think, one week in Baghdad. And there will be draft of oil law. And uh, according to the program of the government, oil law must be uh, there within six months. So that means when we will finish our discussion, I mean, both sides, the federal government and regional government of Kurdistan, uh, the oil law, oil and gas law, will be sent to the parliament. And and I think many problems uh, which we had around oil policy, central oil policy or federal oil policy or uh, regional oil policy, it will be solved within this framework, within uh, a new law, because at the end, uh, The oil policy in Iraq was depending on a law which belongs to Saddam's period, while the constitution is demanding a different issue. So the constitution is clear, and we are going to develop a law uh, which depends on the articles related to oil and gas in the constitution. There will be another law which will be discussed soon, which has to do with the federal court. So a new call, a new law will be in the parliament to
2: s- about
1: federal court, and that means when there
2: will be a law, there will be a new federal court. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, we have about five minutes left, so I want to switch uh, gears to. So these questions from the uh, from the. Yes. Uh, yes, I. It's not yours. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, some of them are, but some of them uh, are, are from here. So um, in so switch gears to the regional and global uh, uh, stage. Uh, in the past uh, 10 days, uh, you've hosted uh, the Russian foreign minister, uh, I think the deputy foreign minister of Iran, uh, the Saudi Foreign Minister, So, Moroccans. Morocco. So th- definitely Baghdad. When I will be back,
1: I will host others. Yes, uh,
2: yes. I was going to ask when the Chinese Foreign Minister will come, <laughs> uh, but uh, in the, uh, so uh, looking at so it is really good to see. I will host Iranian Foreign Minister. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so looking at it is really great to see Iraq as the uh, as a hub of diplomacy in the region, and this is part of Iraq. Uh, regaining uh, its ties with the region getting to a to to a leading role so uh, there are a few questions that have come up uh, that relates to uh, iran and to the region and to uh, to the global um, uh, uh, dimension so maybe one of them is again question from uh, if i hope i'm pronouncing your name correctly daria from Tas news agency uh, basically asking Your Excellency earlier this week, just before your visit to, uh, to D.C., you said the Iraqi delegation was planning to discuss with the U.S. side the cooperation between Iraq and Russian companies in the context of sanctions against Moscow. Uh, I wonder if this topic was discussed. If so, uh, what are the results of these conversations?
1: As you know, we have got many Russian companies, especially in oil fields, in Iraq, and they are there since a long time. They are there. We have, historically, we have got good ties with Moscow. And these Russian companies are there. And, uh, of course, some of them, they are investing, but others, they are working for us. So we have got an issue about the payment. How can we pay them? And this is really a problem. It is a problem because at the end, if we pay, then we will, our financial system has to do with, uh, at the end, with the international system. And international system, there are many sanctions against dealing with the uh, Russian side, so our financial system is linked and our bank system is linked with uh, the with, uh, European, with the American, with many others. So dealing with the Russian financially, that means uh, you will be against these sanctions, uh, and that means we are going to create problem for our bank system. and. Of course, our task, our responsibility is to protect our banks, Central Bank and other banks. Uh, We discussed this matter with uh, Lavrov, uh, the foreign minister, and uh, of course, we are following American policy. Uh, We are discussing these matters with uh, the American side, but we know that it is not so easy. As I said, our priority and our first task is to protect our, our banks. When we will be back, if the Russians will approach us and discuss these matters, we are going to make it clear for them why it is difficult for us. They've got their money, but their money also in some other countries, they've got their money and they left it in the banks, another country. So if we can reach an agreement with the Russian side so that we can protect our bank system, and we will do that because uh, we recognize that we must pay back to the Russian. But the question is when? And about when, we are going to discuss it with Russia.
2: Well, uh, we have about a minute left. But I think this is a couple of uh, angles that I would like to make sure we cover. Uh, Iraq clearly is at the center of diplomatic activism in the region with all these visits and what uh, the government is doing to reconnect, hosting the Gulf uh, Cup. Congratulations on both the successful organization and the Iraqi team winning. Uh, so there's a, 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 Thank you. A, a, an optimism uh, is, is coming through if you have an objective and deep look at Iraq, but also in this multipolar world that people now describe, and there is competition, rivalry, whichever word we choose, Iraq is in demand. Uh, it has a special relationship with the United States, a strategic framework agreement, but also there is competition that the Russians uh, are in the region, the Chinese are in the region. They have investments in Iraq. Uh, and in the past year uh, that we have seen uh, both collaboration, but also um, uh, uh, more direct uh, military intervention by Iran, striking inside Iraq, inside the Kurdistan region, uh, more Turkish military operations, water. Will uh, these things that you have mentioned are questions or? No, 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 I'm, 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 comi- I'm coming to the question. In this context, in this difficult context of pressure and also uh, common interest, how is Iraq making its choices, navigating these competing countries and priorities?
1: You see, we are thinking about our interests in the first place. So security interest, economic interest, political interest in strategical interest, and then we are building our relationship on the basis of these interests at the end. It is the internal politics which decides the foreign policy. But of course, uh, in our political fields, there are many actors, many political parties. They've got their ideology, their, their stand against other countries. But for us as government, in the first place, we are establishing our relationship on the basis of the Iraqi interest. Geography is playing a role in our relationship. History is playing a role. Culture is playing a role. But economic ties play playing also a role. So when we are looking to the geography, we are protecting our geography. We are not running away from our geography. So we want to have good ties with Turkey, with the Iran, with all neighboring countries. And the fact if we Look to the history of Iraq. Most of the time, especially during Baath Party system and Saddam system, was in quarrel with everybody, with Iran, with Turkey. With... Sometimes he reached when I'm talking about he, because he was the only man who decided. So he he reached good agreement and cooperation with the Iranian. Later on. He was attacking them. He had good cooperation and working together with the Kuwaitis later on, he attacked them. He had good cooperation with the Saudis later on, he had political conflict with them, with the Turks, with the Jordanians. So he was in conflict with everybody. We are just changing this equation. We are going to be in good shape. We are trying to be in good relationship with all countries surrounding us and we are doing that and we are benefiting from this. Internationally you cannot ignore China. I'm not talking about policy, foreign policy of another country, I'm talking about Iraq. How can you ignore China? China is one of the powerful countries in the world. Chinese economy is so important for the world. Chinese are in Africa almost everywhere. Chinese are in Middle East almost everywhere. Their companies, they are very active inside Iraq. Our trade relationship with China is about $20 billion. They are importing oil from Iraq. They and India, they are importing the main importers of oil from Iraq. So, of course, our economic interest, political interest, strategical interest, also culture in the region. We want to have good ties and we have good ties with all these countries. But that doesn't mean when we have good ties and good relations with these countries, it will be used or we will be used against others. We are doing the same. We are aware of the tension between Washington and Iran, but we have good, very strong relationship with both, both. And we are not against using this relationship against the other or the other relationship against the United States. We are frank with the Iranian. We are telling them about our good, and historical relation with the United States. And we are telling them that our country, Iraq, the society, politics, economy, is in need for this. In fact, we are telling both sides that the tension between both countries is not good anyhow for us. So sometimes we are encouraging both sides. To continue dialogue, to continue negotiation, and we were happy about the process of the negotiation in Vienna. And uh, we hope that once again they will start
2: talks in Vienna. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Your Excellency. Unfortunately, we have come uh, to the end of uh, our time. That's uh, good. I had,
1: Otherwise, you will continue asking me.
2: I had, uh, <laughs> I have a good set of questions from the audience uh, that I'm sorry that we couldn't uh, uh, get to them for the uh, short of time. We need to uh, get uh, uh, His Excellency to his next meeting. Uh, But I was also part of hoping, part of this active diplomacy of energy, of diplomatic energy, coming to Baghdad right before your visit It's also you're playing that role of a bridge uh, uh, not only for Iraq's interest but also regionally and globally Iraq's rise to that level so uh, in conclusion I would really like uh, to thank you again for coming back to USIP Uh, I would like to thank Thank the government of Iraq for for your partnership in country uh, to the embassy for your partnership here we look forward to building on that I would like to thank you all for uh, joining us here in the room in this uh, Friday afternoon Uh, thank those who joined us online at this this late hour, wherever you are, it must be late. We, that all shows uh, that how much there's appreciation uh, for uh, Iraq. Um, so uh, thank you so very much. Uh, I would like to ask uh, or uh, folks in the room to just hold in your seats for a few minutes until the delegation has left, and join me in a round of if applause. If you allow
1: me, because I want to say hello to many friends here, so I will stay in the room. Yeah. With that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. We have an, another meeting to need to get you to, but you, of course, we respect your time. Uh, but uh, join me in a round of applause for His Excellency for a candid
0: discussion. Thank you for listening to this event.